Hello, this is Tim Stein at Willow Tree Counseling, and today I want to talk to you about um, knowing and understanding your motivation for sobriety. This is really a key uh, for recovery and sex addiction to uh, be able to create consistent sobriety. Um, as a sex addict, you have to understand that there are going to be times when staying sober is easy, and also there are going to be times when staying sober is really hard. Uh, the challenging times uh, of holding on to your sobriety are often experienced as, you know, white-knuckling it. Uh, you're hanging on to sobriety for your dear life. Uh, your addict mind is trying to convince you that acting out is the better choice. It almost feels like everything in your life is conspiring against you, and sometimes it feels like you lie awake at night, unable to sleep, almost in cold sweats. These are the moments that you have to get through and hold on to your sobriety consistently and successfully to really have um, momentum in your recovery. Um, these are the moments that if you don't have that foundation will pull addicts back into relapse. So one tool that you can use to successfully get through those challenging times is really understanding what's your motivation for staying sober in the first place. If you can hold on to that why, why am I resisting the urge to act out when giving in would be easier? When you understand that why, you have a better chance of holding on to your sobriety, even when part of you wants to give in. Uh, in our treatment program at Willow Tree Counseling, one of the exercises that we do at the end of the initial treatment group is specifically designed to help members figure out what's their motivation for sobriety. Uh, this is the last piece uh, that we put in place in that foundation for consistent sobriety. But even though it's the last piece, without this piece, that foundation is weak. And typically it doesn't withstand the barrage of urges and addictive thoughts and impulses uh, that are going to hit the addict as they continue on through, through the rest of their life uh, in recovery. So the motivation for sobriety uh, can be different for different people, and it really doesn't matter uh, if your motivation matches the motivations of others. What really matters is that, is that it works for you. Um, I think about my grandfather, and my grandfather uh, smoked cigarettes uh, for a long period of time, and when he was um, at work one day, um, he had tried to stop smoking a number of times. And he was at work and it was at the lunchroom and he announced that, hey, I'm quitting smoking. And one of his friends there looked at him and said, Stein, you have said you were going to quit smoking so many times. I'll believe it when I see it. And uh, my grandfather just got pissed and took the last pack of cigarettes, threw it in the garbage, and never smoked another cigarette again for the rest of his life. Why? I think it's because his motivation shifted. He was angry. There was no way he was going to let that guy be right. Now, it doesn't matter if it's anger to prove someone else wrong or, or what the motivation is, as long as it works for you and it lets you hold on to sobriety. I'm not worried about, uh, about nobility and how noble your motivation is. I'm just worried that your motivation works. When we're talking about sex addiction and recovery, there's often a progression that we see in the motivation that people have early in recovery uh, versus later on when they get further into their, their own recovery and maintaining sobriety. But initially, motivation is often attached to avoiding consequences. I don't want my, er I don't want my marriage to end. Uh, I don't want to lose my job. Uh, avoiding a consequence is a great place to start with motivation, and it can be very, very powerful. In my experience, it's usually not enough 
in the long term, but it's a great place to start. And it can help an addict who is early in recovery trying to hang on to sobriety to succeed there. Another early motivation often comes uh, a little bit after that phase is uh, sort of attached to the idea of I'm saving face. I don't want to relapse because then I might have to tell my wife. Then I'm going to tell my therapist and my therapist is going to tell me I have to tell my wife. I'm going to have to go to my group and, and admit that I relapsed and I don't want to face those people and I don't want to admit and acknowledge that I've relapsed. So I'm going to hang on to my sobriety so I don't have to walk that path and say, I failed. Um, and again, it uh, doesn't matter how noble that motivation is. If it hooks in and it works and it helps you to hold on to sobriety, great. Uh, later in recovery, uh, when you've done more work around, um, around motivation, this will often shift um, to sort of a realization that, hey, my addict and my addiction has hurt other people and I don't want to continue to hurt those people. One addict that I worked with recognized this as a significant turning point for him uh, in, his, um, in his ability to hold on to his sobriety for long term. He realized that his addiction undermined his relationship with his wife. In the long run, it was gonna hurt his kids, and he wanted to be present and emotionally available to his family protecting his family from his addiction became his motivation. And that's what, as he described it, allowed him to hold on to his sobriety when he was having those nights of cold sweats and white knuckles. Eventually, addicts usually get to a place of their motivation is about uh, they like who they are and they want to maintain that process. They have an experience of, I really like who I am. I like my relationship with my higher power. I like feeling good about myself. I love myself. I'm worth more than what I've done in the past what I've given myself in the past. And that shift in motivation to a positive sense of who they are is a huge shift in recovery. Uh, and it's often the most powerful form of motivation for maintaining sobriety. But it's almost impossible to get there in, in, in the early stages. And so there's a progression of how your motivation changes from very early and what you can hang on to that works then to later on in recovery. So. Take a moment in your own recovery and think about what's your motivation for hanging on to sobriety. What motivation is going to help you to hang on to your sobriety even when it's hard, even when part of you doesn't want to stay sober, even when relapse seems like the easier option? What's your motivation? Doesn't matter how noble it is. It only matters that it works. When you've got that motivation and you can hang on, you put a significant piece in the foundation of your recovery and you're gonna be much better equipped to maintain your sobriety consistently. So this is Tim Stein at Willow Tree Counseling saying, figure out your motivation and hang on to it.